Hello and welcome to Inside the Recording Studio. I am Jody Whitesides and I am here with Mr. Chris Hellstrom. Hi Jody, how you doing my friend? I am hanging in there. Good, good. Hanging, I'm glad hanging. to well, hear actually, that I'm you're... sitting in here, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're finally feeling better. It's, it's a definite process and yeah. it's maybe at 99.5% at this point. Well, you're a pro. You rise above. Uh, I tend to. Yeah, well, there you go. There you rise go. above or fall below. Mm. As long as you do something. Yes. Right? It's all yeah. about doing something. <clears throat> yes. What are we talking about today? From my understanding, we're not talking about skiing, but we are talking about another word that starts with S. It's called synths or otherwise known as synthesizers. Yay. Yay. Exciting topic. Yeah, like especially for uh, you, Mr. Giddy Man. Yes, absolutely. You no, know, I like synths. And we should probably make this a little bit um, – well, talk about this in two parts because there's – We parts. can talk about um, hardware synths and also software. Yeah. So I think the best way to start, I think, is just to talk about – because the trickier one – or trickier, uh, but is um, – Turning tricks, turning tricks. <laughs> Well, you, <laughs> did you see your pimp today? Uh, yeah, baby. <laughs> um, but we're talking about um, hardware synths first, I think. Okie dokie. Yeah, where that's where, <laughs> you know, if you're fortunate enough to have your favorite synth, maybe it's an old Jupiter or maybe an old Minimoog or something like that, an MS-20, um, I would say definitely use them. Sure. Um, as long as they're in good working order, right? Because some of those old things can be a little bit, let's say, temperamental. Temperamental. Um, it's a little as we, bit As we start every podcast here, we say this, that, you know, as long as they're in good working order, that that's what you want to do. Um, yes. Always make sure that what you're using is in good working order. At least yeah. that's the idea here. Right. It, it, all things being considered. Um, and all things being equal. Right. And all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and maybe even normalized. Um, so we have some options if we have an, a hardware synth. Do we? What kind of options do we We got? do when we're tracking that because we can do it. We can DI it. Yeah, it there's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could mic it up, run it through a cab. Yes, there's and that too. If we, if we have the option, we can also track the MIDI. At the same time. Yeah. Well, so, I think I guess it's dependent upon how modern how old the, set synth the is. old right. synth is. Yeah. Obviously, yes. Um, but um, why would you want to do one or the other, in your opinion? One of the three or all three of the above? Well, I think you're going to say that you would do all three, and I would echo that sentiment. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But what would That's be my the, thing. Uh, do it all. Right. Why not do it all? Right. So, so <clears throat> why would you do it all? Well, for the first part, if the keyboard player is in the mental realm of, I need to play through my amp and it has to sound a certain way, then you drag his ass and his amp and his amp's ass 
and a microphone in there and you mic it up so that he feels comfortable with that sound. <laughs> and that way you'll get a good performance out of him or her then, for that and case. Then, and, then. And, then, and then, and then, in terms yes. of the DI, the reason why I would take a DI out of the synthesizer and go direct in that recording is that gives me the option of being able to use something like the mix IR plugin, or if you're a two notes user, then you could use the wall of sound from two notes or whatever it is that they've got now. And that would allow you to pick and choose whatever cabinet with whatever microphone you have as options in the software so that you could experiment with those sounds. And if you have the option of MIDI and capturing that performance as well, that gives you the ability to change out certain notes if he flubs something or she flubs something. Or if you wish to layer a second sound with it and you want the exact same performance, you can get it. That's why right. I would use all three. Right. That's just me. Um, one thing to consider as well with that is if you are, depending on the amount of outputs that you have. Well, I don't um, want to consider that. Well, you should. <laughs> um, That's just not in my wheelhouse. I don't care. No, I'm just I don't care. I'm just mono source everything. Yes. No, but but um, if you have, let's say that this is a large stereo pad type of thing, you mm -hmm. obviously need to double mic that if you get it. So in one of those cases, you may want that super pretty pristine signal and just DI left and right with a MIDI. But... Um, I'm not going to say it, but... Um, <laughs> Does that mean somebody's uh, ready to take a shot already? Yeah, already. And we're, <laughs> what, six minutes in already? Yeah, six minutes. Um, but it, it obviously depends on what you're shooting for. If you're having a, um, let's say that it's, you know, a really, well, say it's, it's, it's a bass part, uh, you may not need that in stereo or even want that in stereo. Um, Heck but, no. Right. Keep that right down the center. Uh, but, you know, th then it would be a really, really good idea to maybe have a little dirt on that. Maybe have it go through a cabinet or something. Or if Sprinkle you're... a little fairy dust dirt. Right. Or if you're John Lord and running his Hammond through a Marshall stack or... Um, yeah. Something like that. But... Um, go big. So you, you can always you know, try certain things out, but keep in mind that if you want it to be a nice big stereo field, you need to mic two cabinets, baby. My stereo uh, field was this big. Yep. Um, obviously you could get crazy and, and just pan the, the DI and the, the amp thing. The options are endless, but, um, Virtually. Yeah, capturing just like we talked about in the guitar or, or bass episode here where you capture as much signal as you can at the recording stage and then just more options down the line. doesn't mean that you have to use everything, but at least you have it if an issue arises or an idea arises. Um, issues, issues, issues. Right. So um, I, I would say for... For the hardware stuff, if you're fortunate enough, again, to have that kind of thing, um, use it. So, But at the same time, don't be married to using that if, let's say, the synth is giving you issues. It's constantly going out of tune. or um, Now, might... why would a synth go out of tune? Because they're old electronic parts. 
And not all of them, but but let's say, for example, like the old Mini Moog, mm. you actually had to tune the oscillators <gasps> before. So they would drift out of tune. Um, kind of like be, Fast and Furious drift. Tokyo drift. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say to that. You're, you're, in, a, you're in a very festive mood today. There's nothing to say to that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to nod in, in silent disapproval. <laughs> the question um, is, do you know how to drift? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Bond. Um, where was I? <laughs> Talking about tuning oscillators by Tuning hand. oscillators. Yeah, I think we, we finished on that. But um, the my, my point, I think, that I was trying to make is that one isn't necessarily better than the other. In other words, the, the, the software – uh, synth. Wait, wait, wait! Um, you are all of a sudden are talking about software synths. We, we. Well, never I'm trying even to make a, a point thing. here. Oh, okay. That you know, if you, even if you have the hardware and it's giving you grief, if there is a software equivalent that gets you in the ballpark, <coughs> yeah, t- take um, it, use it. You may want to consider using that instead. Damn right. Um, however, if you have the real one, I would say go for it. See if it works because there's. You know, did you ever play a video game called Crazy Climber? I don't think I did. Well, back in the day when they used to have video games that only cost a quarter, there was a game called Crazy Climber. That's quite a segue there. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay. When you stopped and you paused in the game long enough, it said, go for it. Really? <laughs> yes, it did. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's so what I'm, I'm, I'm ripping off of your point is go for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah. That, um, go for it. Absolutely. Yes, if go you for have it. If you've got to use it, go for it. real deal type of thing. Go for it. Check it out. Go for it. If you don't have, you know, the collection of a BT or a, you know, Jordan Rudess or a Junkie XL. Jordan Rudess. Yeah. um, Software synths are a good way to go. Um, Obviously, with every benefit that that has where you can tweak every performance and everything just going in. But um, what are... Here's another smooth segue. Very smooth. Um, yeah, very smooth. But um, both of us are big fans of, of soft synths. So, yep, quite um, a few of them. Yeah, and even though I have my over my left shoulder here, my old Roland D70 standing there and acting it's as a wall. It's in standby mode. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's actually acting as a wall support at the moment. Uh, um, it's not but, even in standby. Um, what what favorite synths do you like to use? Uh, soft synths. Soft synths. I'm, you know, the funny thing is I used to use Omnisphere quite a bit. Right. However, I'm drifting away from it. I'm getting more into Alchemy. Alchemy is a beast. Which is a massive beast. It's like you need a PhD to, like, get into that. And it's like, uh, I'm still learning, yeah. still learning, yeah. still learning. But it's it's, it's very, very, very deep. I mean, there are different deep. types of synthesis and everything. The only thing it doesn't do, I think, is makes you coffee, but that's about it. Yeah, you know? I mean, and it's pretty close to like the Mariana Trench. Is that what that's called in yeah. terms of depth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I've recently picked up and have been trying out is the Roland Cloud. Right. Roland right. Cloud, which comes with a ridiculous amount of synthesizers because uh, pretty much every the, synthesize they have ever done. I was going to say, they have all those classic emulations. Every classic that, right? emulation, yeah. every synth sound they've ever done is available on Roland Cloud, and it is insane. Yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. sure. 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, something to check out. I, you probably did the same thing as, as I did when all the soft sit, soft, that, 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 that. Soft <laughs> Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> I can't even Don't. repeat that once. Don't even do it. Um, when all of these soft synths started coming out and even before the emulations, remember Logic, you had to buy all the synths separately? Yep, I recall. Back, It was in, expensive. It was, but it was fun because you're like, ooh. But uh, it's very, very tempting. Just like you mentioned now to, to really learn alchemy, mm. it's very tempting to get new synths. And instead of learning them, you're essentially just buying patches. Sure, yeah. Because you go through presets. So, oh, this sounds good. This sounds good. But these days, and it might be maturity creeping in, but <laughs> I'm a big <laughs> fan of actually learning how to use the gear that you have. Um, it's kind of all the point of like these initial podcast episodes. Right. Know your gear. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, instead of just buy, oh, there's a new one from – you know, Urs Heikman or or whatever it is. And th- there's all fantastic stuff. Rob Papin's but, got some cool stuff. Yep. Arturia, like you said, Omnisphere Spectrosonics. UHE, or is that UE? UHE. UHE, yeah, Urs Heckman. Yes. Is the guy's name, yeah. Um, so lots and lots of stuff out there, obviously. Um, but learning how to use the sense that you have, I think it, it serves you better in the long run. Sure. Uh, than uh, just maxing out your credit card and, and collecting patches. <laughs> Never do that. That's a bad idea. It is a bad idea. Uh, not buying synths, but maxing out the credit card. Yeah, maxing out the credit cards just for synth patches. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah, but, so, but that that being said. Well, um, it, you know, if we're going to go off and riff off of like a major composer as of late, Hans Zimmer says, yeah, know well, your well, synthesizer can... inside and out from, like, yeah. front to back. Yeah. And he is a big – he uses – I think he even has his own version of Zebra. He knows his synth extremely ridiculously well. Well, he, he's, he's done it. a few things. Yeah. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> yeah. Just done a few things. Yeah. Um, if he sticks with it, he might do some cool stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Um, that's a joke. If if the coming across, um, come on, man. Yeah, you um, Swedes are so unironic. I know, right? Good thing I'm half British too. So there you go. I get my dark humor. Um, but when it comes to stuff, I'm again, I'm a big fan of alchemy as well. I actually used to have it before Apple bought it from Camel Audio. I had it when it was Camel Audio, and big fans. Then the other um, ones that I like is um, Iris from Isotope. Iris from Isotope. Oh. How could I possibly forget it? From Iris 1 to Iris 2. Yes, I think there are lots of crazy be- sounds you can create with that right. beast. Yeah, and uh, I I like to use those more for sort of like soundscape type of stuff. Well, Not yeah. that they just do that, but that, that just happens to be what, what I tend to, to use them for, more experimental, kind of drony kind of things, which is really, they really cool. Cool um, stuff. Yeah. I'm also a Slate yeah. fan. So the uh, recently got included in their bundles the Anna 2, the which who, I've been what? getting deeper in. It's called Anna 2. Anna it's 2? Yes. Is this like uh, Anna Kendrick, but it's her clone? I don't even know who that is. So I'm just oh. going to continue with the podcast. Okay. Yeah. No, it's um, 
it, it's um, based on subtractive synthesis, but it's so much more. So uh, it does all of these old <laughs> Less is more? Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, no. Subtractive <laughs> and it's more? Right. Subtractive synthesis. <laughs> know your terms, Jody. Talk with the big boys now. <laughs> subtractive synthesis means yes. there would be less. But less now you're saying it's yes. more. I, I know. The, God, yeah. Uh, no, but, but I, I do like that one as well. Um, I don't have Omnisphere, but um, I hear it sounds great. It's, I mean, it's fantastic. My only, now this is a little bit of a pet peeve of mine or, or a knock on some of these synths. Uh, and I'm not pointing fingers in any particular direction, but a lot of times these giant preset patches sound great when you're demoing the synth, but you can never, ever, ever fit all that stuff in the mix. Nope. Sure can't. So, so in this case, to kind of backtrack and bring this round in a circle, yes, mm, sometimes oh, I'm less is more. I'm waiting for that more. full circle. Yeah, less is more sometimes, or at least <laughs> better. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that it's easy to uh, get out of hand with uh, you get that big growth and it grows into a step sequencer and arpeggiator and reverbs and delays binging all over the place. So it sounds like a Vegas casino, but... Yeah. I see you, you have the synth that goes bing. Yes, right. Uh, nice Monty Python reference yeah. right there. Well, it's yeah. that British dark humor sneaking through. Yep. Except it yep. came out of my mouth and not yours. Well, we've <laughs> known each other for far too long. Um, so, yeah, great. Lots and lots and lots of great soft synths out there. Um, and the one thing that, that is... I think kind of ironic or, or at least funny mm. is um, Archuria was one of the companies that started early on of doing all the emulations of old synths like Moogs and Prophets and this kind of thing. And now, of course, they're starting making hardware. So um, mm -hmm. full circle there again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, speaking of hardware, uh, controllers – Yep. You recently updated your controller. I did. I went from a JV35 by Roland, which wasn't really technically a controller. It was a Roland JV35 synth that happened to output MIDI. Classic synth. Classic synth. <laughs> yeah, so classic. Uh, and I used to connect it to the computer using a eMagic EMT4, I believe it was called. Yes. And I still have one. I still have mine, yeah. too. I still have it. It is a very nice MIDI interface should I ever need to connect another old school synth to the computer using USB through a MIDI port. Um, but I am now running a Native Instruments controller. And for yeah, the life of the... me, I just forgot the name. Complete Control. I, it's, well, it's not called Complete Control. It's the well, S88 it's, Mark it's the II. It's the 88 key with a weighted and all Yeah, the weighted 88 key controller uh, Mark II, the second version of it. And right. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Yes. I do really like the, you know, the, all the, the, the lights when it shows all the key ranges and stuff and contact instruments and all this kind yes, of stuff. Yes, through using the uh, complete control software, it's really awesome what you can do. And that's why... I am imploring so many more plug-in manufacturers to do an NKS setup of your plugins. 
But that's it's getting more and more common though, isn't it? Because it is. I, I see it, it all the time where you have that where it's like NKS compatible. NKS compatible is awesome. It is really, right. really cool. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that for right now. Yeah. I think a lot of the, uh, the heaviosity stuff is, and, uh, oh my God, that, that, yeah. Speaking of synthesis, <laughs> watch out. He's going to blow a load. Yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. Calm down. Calm down. Dead yeah, cats. I, dead cats. Big, big, big <laughs> fan of the heaviosity stuff. Um, do you hear that auto cat? Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, but, but you like the – when it comes to controllers, you r- like the, the weighted feel. I do. Whereas I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I think – because I'm not necessarily a keyboard player. I'm certainly not a pianist. I'm not so a pianist I, I like or a like keyboard player. I like synth action. But yeah, I, I, I guess my technique is just too shitty to, <laughs> <laughs> to, I to just, really – That's the reason why I didn't like the JV35. It was pretty much – even though it had the ability to do a range between 0 and 127 on MIDI format 1, because MIDI 2.0 is going to be way more in-depth, right. it just, it was pretty much, if I kind of just tap the keys in a light mid gesture, I would still get pretty much full-on pound of the sound. So that's <laughs> so why like I like the weighted code. keys. It was like it's on like, or off. Yeah, yeah. it's like on or off. Yeah. So with the weighted key thing, I get that difference in touch. And if I play it lighter, it comes through lighter. If I pound it like mad, then it comes through like mad. So that's why I like the weighted concept. Right. Yeah. I mean, it it is the feel. You should still get the same response from whether you have like sort of synth action or or weighted. But uh, if you're you're a pianist, let's say, you know, bring this back to the topic at hand. Like if you're – tracking through a controller and you're doing a piano patch or something like that and you're you're an actual pianist i would imagine it would feel really 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 odd to not have that weighted action yeah because your whole dynamic and your technique will go out the window i'm sure so um yeah weighted keys weighted not the way to go for me no um but that's just me that's just just chris We're going to leave everybody else out there and like saying, you should do it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Stupid Swede. Yeah. (laughs) Learn how to play, man. Yeah. So, um, that it's pretty much a short episode with this one. I think that there's not a whole lot more to to kind of go into. I mean, um, well, we could go anything that else that you would like to bring up. Well, like, when it comes favorite, to soft sense, do you have ones that are like really cool for actual hardware emulations? Um, not that I necessarily end up using. Um, so many of of the synths that I use, they have um, the wavetables or like Anna Two, for example. They have the wavetables and waveforms from the old. Junos and Jupiters and all, some Moog things like that, which you can actually uh, get from Rolling Cloud when it comes to the Junos and all that kind of stuff. Sure, they have that sure, all built in. Right. Um, so for what I do, I tend to, I can get in the ballpark there. Mm-hmm. Um, just so it, I'm not necessarily the, oh, it has to sound like this. I mean, if if somebody wanted to throw a mini moog at me i'd be happy to take it <laughs> uh or anything you like that you might not be able but, to catch it cuz it's so heavy but yeah yeah but but um i think 
I haven't used them a lot. I tried to demo a long time ago, uh, but it was, is it Hugh He, that, that dude, Diva? Or is yes. that Rob Pappen? No. Uh, UHE or UHE or whatever is the yeah, Diva Yeah, it's one. Diva. Which, Pappen does the Blade and Albino. Right. I, I remember Albino. Albino was was... I had that for a minute, I think, or at least a, a demo or something like that. Um, but that I hear people saying a lot of good things about when it comes to that. Um, it's kind of interesting now. The um, the ARP twenty six hundred is now being manufactured again. They're going to come out with another hardware unit with that. Mm. So um, I don't know the price points or any of that. I don't want to say, but but for for well, people are, are excited about that, being able to get their hands on those because those are, I think, good working ones are hard to find. And if you do find them, they'll they'll cost you as much as a house, I think. So, um, <laughs> Depends on the house and where you live, I suppose. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, so that the – I do like – I have to say I, I like the uh, retro synth and logic. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like that one for more – no pun intended, but like basic type of a stuff. Um, basic type of stuff, right? So you know, bass type of sounds, and but but it, I think it has again for what I tend to use it for, it, it works really well, even from like pads to a little bit more aggressive bass sounds and that kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, I I mentioned the Anna too. I recently wrote, you know five or six songs for, for a library where it was in the style of like 80s music. Mm. Uh, and uh, I used that a lot for that. And it was great. It was all that bleepy and bloopy arpeggiated stuff. And it was fantastic for that. So uh, thumbs up for that one. Um, <laughs> you know what else could do that well is the ES1. Yes. Yeah. The ES1 a lot. I, I really like the ES2 as well. And I'm I'm yeah. I'm a really big fan of, of alchemy. I think alchemy is, is amazing. So that that's where I kind of go for those. Um again, I, I'm trying to cut down on my plug-in dependency. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sounds like a 12-step group at this point. Yeah. Got to cut yeah, down no, on my was, dependency. Yeah, but but uh, so I, I like that. There's a lot of great ones out there. We mentioned a few. <laughs> but um, the ones I do like today for more soundscape experimental type of stuff is Beyond Alchemy, which I think does everything great. Um, but I mentioned them. I think we mentioned them. Iris. Yep, one Iris. And two, and Isotope. Yeah, well, and... Uh, Omnisphere is good for that stuff. Omnisphere is good for that kind of stuff. Is there anything I'm forgetting? Um, I think those are the, my main workhorses that, that I tend to use most of the time. Those are and good thoroughbreds right there. I think so. I think so. And, uh, yeah, the, there's there's certainly enough depth in there that you can go in and tweak. Depth. Uh, t- to get to what you want to do. Yes, it's all about depth. Yes. So uh, what about um, piano sounds? Piano sounds. Yes. Uh, Right now I've been using a lot of the native instruments pianos. Me too. I have them all. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately. Or fortunately, however you want to look at it. Yeah, you're Uh, a complete user, aren't you? I I am a complete collector's edition user of the latest version. So I don't have everything downloaded, but... 
when right. needed, I can. Yeah. Um, I am looking into the ivory piano stuff, mainly because of a good buddy of mine who's a fairly famous keyboard player who has strongly recommended their pianos. Yeah. And now that I have a really bitchin' controller to run it, I'm really itching to get some ivory stuff. You start practicing your Chopin's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm such a pianist. Right. Um, that reminds me of a joke that says, uh -oh. uh, just the punchline is, don't, yeah, not many people ask for a 12-inch pianist. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the the Native Instruments stuff, too. The um, the gentleman is the gentleman. There is like the gentleman. The, the maverick. maverick. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. The maverick is the one that I use the most. Uh, the una corda. The una corda is a lot of stuff. fun because it's a very different sounding kind of piano. Yeah, with all the the felt layers and everything. Yeah, that you different have types of hammers. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I find myself quite a lot of times when I'm sitting there and I'm playing that. I, Where's that noise coming from? What, what what's making? Oh yeah, you got the felt on and the yeah, <laughs> and, and so it sounds great when you sit in the writing and then it just bugs the crap out of me when I try to mix it. But yeah, you've um, given me crap about some things that I've used from Nader. It's like, dude, there's too much noise in that room. It's like ah, whatever. Sounds like somebody <laughs> really played it in there. Yeah, yeah. You're sponsored by DWP. It's all like, it's like a waterfall <laughs> right. in the background. You know, frying bacon. Um, no, so there's a lot of great stuff out there. Um, that that I do like to use. I, like I said, I try to be disciplined with it these days where to – I'm not going to own everything. So Why I not? try to just get – well, because it puts a strain on the economy. <laughs> um, <laughs> you mean your personal economy. <laughs> my personal economy, yes, yeah. So no, I'm sorry. I can't pay rent this month because I bought a new – Synth. <laughs> because uh, I bought the Vienna String Library and all of its accoutrements. Right. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be really good about trying to define a want and need. Yes. Not my plug-in purchases, because that's hard. It is hard. There's a lot of want. Lots of But them. there's not a lot of need all the time. Well, um, and on that note, maybe we should just kind of call it because we're just going to start talking about more wants and wants and wants and not needs. I think you're right. So we'll leave that want for another um, – another podcast oh but, yeah uh, but thank you jody thanks for listening and uh well, we'll i'll always listen to you <laughs> you will right? yeah. you keep up with my nonsense that's why we get along so well that's right <laughs> have a great one jody all right everyone out there and inside the recording studio land we'll see you next